Hello, hello, OdaFest listeners. This is Season 8, Episode 1 of the OdaFest Podcast. We back, fam! It's been so long. It's been so long. But we finally returned. I'm Angelo, and with me are Nancy and Jay. It is I. I am Nancy. That's Jay. Summer is over. <laughs> but we back, fam. We it's have returned. Back. And not only have we returned, we also welcome the return of Big Gay Anime Night. It came back to us on September 2nd. Oh, gay anime was watched by all at Globe Cinema. There was a silent auction, a cosplay contest, and even a smattering of corgi butt buns, all in support of Calgary Pride's Our Pride Initiative. And thank you for once again celebrating love with OdaFest at the Calgary Pride Parade again this year. All 2S LGBTQ plus and ally members of the community were welcome to walk with us. And y'all showed your love for all your favorite queer anime characters in cosplay. Yay. And last but not least, we're capping off a busy summer with some chill stream vibes over at twitch.tv slash OdaFest as Bayfar, Amanda, and myself will be playing through a Pictionary Zelda Ocarina of Time randomizer for a good cause, for extra life. Amanda will be hosting because she knows randomizers. Bayfar doesn't draw will be drawing clues for me who doesn't play randomizers <laughs> so it should be good silly times for a good cause oh my god the only person who knows what they'll be doing is amanda yep and she's she's potentially going to be trying to develop like telepathic powers well she won't have to communicate anything it's the communication happens or lack thereof between bayfar and i <laughs> and then amanda will basically be like this is the stupidity that I have to host. <laughs> She'll be like, my God, you idiot. It's right there. The item. She'll, she'll have to uh, play out charades how you've softlocked the game. Oh, man. Uh, she'll be doing a lot of interaction with chat. We'll do our best as well, but we have other goals in mind, obviously. And Ooh. we're not going to do it, I think, as a single day stream. I think oh. we might do two or three sessions depending on how long we feel like it'll take us to actually get through the game that's wonderful it's not a full marathon but i feel like every session will be a few hours at least so that's awesome yes it's starting this saturday i'm pretty sure way to cap off summer (laughs) is this is this where we play the obligatory wake me up when september ends Song. No, no, no. We oh, September just started. We, we can't play that yet because uh, we still have to get through. Uh, do you remember the twenty first night September? Okay, but where's like the hey August just finished up song? Uh, it it would have been played at the end of August, so we already missed that one. I don't really oh, know what other September songs there it. are. Every damn time. <sighs> Maybe next year. I'm I'm I like the burr months. I'm I'm down for burr. <laughs> okay, here's the th- uh, these these past few weeks we have been getting uh-huh. heat wave after heat wave, 
every time. Yeah, it's been pretty abnormal. Every time I look at my phone and be like, ooh, I wonder how toasty it is out there today. Instead of seeing the temperature, it is just like extreme temperature warning. It is hot outside. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to know how hot. I Come on, just... Just tell me how hot it is to begin with. What what weather app are you using, sir? The built-in Google one. The built-in <laughs> oh, Google mine one. Mine always mine shows up with like the current temperature like in a notification every now and again. So, for me, uh on the Pixel 4a it has it right on the home screen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so it'll have your your date there, your current temperature, what the current weather conditions are. But whenever it's like an extreme weather event, so it'll be like this for thunderstorms or winter storms or extreme heat events. It just instead of putting the temperature there, it just says, yeah, uh, shit's fucked up, fam. Don't go outside. And then if you click it to, like, read the message, it'll then show you what the actual information Mine is. Mine doesn't say that. And we have the same phone. Today, the day that we are recording... The current high says 36. Sounds about right. Actually, Yeah? Yeah. Good. I wasn't and, going uh, outside today. <laughs> it's, it's going to rise 20 degrees between now and the peak heat of today. I'm, I'm going yeah. to the basement. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of basements, guess who moved into a shiny, new, nice and cool basement? Who? I did. Nice. So, nice. Tell me about your new digs. So, so, so. Uh, at the beginning, at the beginning of the of the summer, I moved. And I say beginning, I mean end of freaking July. Middle of summer. Peak summer. <laughs> I moved. And uh, the new place is a nice, a nice basement suite. Uh, fairly recently renovated. Oh, it's, it's got sort of nice like my flooring, place. walls recently painted, uh, a nice, uh, a very nice kitchen, very open concept. It is super cool, but good lord, moving right now sucks. True, moving right now really, really sucks. Why currently now? Isn't summer the best time to move? Uh, weather-wise, yes. But the rental market right now is absolutely crazy. So Aww. let me let me regale you with the effort it took between the last time I, I searched for a place and this time. So the last time I searched for a place, uh, within the first day of searching, I'd had about five or six different places to look at lined up. And so I could just take a pick and see what I wanted. Rental places were were not exactly cheap, but they were fully available uh hmm. this time around i tried searching and i i went on on uh, what was it called rent faster and within the first day i had reached out to about 20 different properties it was it was slim picking but there was about 20 different properties some of them exceptionally gorgeous i re reached out to them and over the next few days i hadn't heard anything back whoa odd Odd, I thought. Maybe maybe these people are like boomers who don't want to check the, the rent faster communication log. Maybe they want people to really just just call them or text them. Hmm. So I, I went the next route. I started calling people. I started I, I had to hype myself up, get myself over my social anxiety and dial those digits. Valid. And I found something startling. 
almost every person who I actually had to call, it would go to voicemail, and their voicemail was always full. What? I was not able to leave a voicemail for maybe 20 or 30 different people who I called. What? That is insane. I think the one person who actually answered their phone uh, was for a a nice apartment, uh, actually a couple blocks away from where you were, Jay. Oh. And the only downside to me is that it didn't have a balcony. It had plenty of space, but no balcony. And so I was able to call the guy, I think, and uh, he was like, okay, that sounds great. Text me and we can set up a viewing. And I'm like, oh, wonderful. I have like three weeks to find anything and get my stuff moved. So this is nice. So I text him and I don't hear anything back ever again. Ghosted. What? Completely ghosted. The heck? The first, the first place I'm actually able to see was the place where I texted the guy and I got, we, we set up a viewing and we go there and he scheduled a consecutive viewing with about eight different groups. Whoa. Crazy. So it's like 12 different people trying to pack themselves into this like 800 foot uh, apartment just to take a look and see. And while it was nice. Uh, it was a basement suite. I have no problems with basements. But at the same time, if I, it's strictly an apartment, I want a balcony. And so this one was, it said ground floor in the listing. And I was like, oh, ground floor. So you can just like walk up to it maybe. You have like the lawn, whatever. No, they meant below ground. Oh. But, so that one was, was a no-go. Hmm. I get one other viewing for this other place. And... Good lord. Again, this one was through text. And I'm I now have like two and a half weeks to find a place and move in and I start I was starting to sweat. Yikes. We take a look. Very weird uh, uh basement suite layout. So we walk in and the front the front door of the suite brings you directly into the kitchen. Odd, but whatever. Uh, there's some south-facing windows, so you get a lot of natural light, which is really nice. I walk into the living room, and I see the two bedroom doors. I open up one bedroom door, and it has a closet on one side, and there's another door on the other side. So the two bedrooms were connected oh. with with a door between them, which I've seen that in, like, hotels yeah, sometimes. I've seen that in hotels, too. It's, the door is always locked unless you're, like, traveling with a huge caravan of people and like the kids are walking back and forth between the rooms. But that's but... that I find that kind of annoying in like a living arrangement, but whatever, it's not a deal breaker yet. <laughs> but then I notice the other bedroom door has yet another door to it. What? So I open up that door and I find, Oh, so this Beth bedroom has a direct door to the bathroom. There's another way into the bathroom, but this, this bedroom has a direct door into it. So this this is house is like a Scooby Doo house of doors. I tell you what, it's it's so weird. But then I'm looking at the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, it has a shower stall. The shower stall is on like a, a 16 inch, like more than a one foot step up from the floor. So you have to like raise your leg like 16, 17 inches, step into the shower stall, and then pull yourself up the rest of the way. And I'm just like, okay, this is. This is where this viewing ends Oof. because my mother will literally fall out of that and kill herself. 
Yeah, that's that's not great for no. humility. Nope. Which was a real shame because the house was very cute otherwise. And the place that I moved into now was the place that the the third place. I no joke. The last time I went apartment hunting, I was able to find four places to view by the end of the first day. In this round of apartment hunting, it took two weeks to see three places. The rental market is insane. Never let right. go, Angelo. Really? Yikes. Just never So let we saw this go. place, and it's in Forest Lawn, which... Eh, Forest Lawn. But the, the place itself is nice. It's something that we can really work with. I have a walk-in closet that I'm turning into, like, a drum room and recording room. Ooh. Super cool. Uh, so we talked to the guy, and I'm like, yes, we will get you your, your deposit immediately. And so... Once everything is hashed out, we do the paperwork, we get him his deposit, and uh, he's like, okay, great, there's just the few touch-ups that we spoke about, that why I want to get some contractors in, and so we can get the move-in date for July 20th, and I'm like, great. And uh, I don't hear back from him for a little while. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's... What's going on? Not again. What's what's going Not on? Again. Uh, oh no. And so like I start I start like googling this guy to see if for some reason he is a known person, a known scammer. Like I thought I'd I'd done this mm-hmm. beforehand as well. But uh maybe a more mm-hmm. thorough search could find something new and all I learned is that my landlord is something of a crypto bro. Oh no. But beyond that, I just I just didn't hear from him. And uh it was the 18th or the 19th, literally the day before uh, we were supposed to have the original move-in date, he finally calls me up and it was like, uh, yeah, sorry about falling off the face of the earth there. I got I got stung by a bunch of wasps and found out that, uh, that I was deathly allergic. Oh, no. And I spent the last week in the hospital suffering anaphylactic shock. Poor guy. Likely story. I mean... I'm gonna go with like you don't want to make that stuff uh, up, but geez. sure, buddy. <laughs> Is that the best you could come up with? And so, I originally wanted to to move in the twentieth, but because the work still couldn't have gotten scheduled, it pushed it to the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth. I can't remember, but it was Odafest's Volunteer Appreciation Day. So a lot of the people who could have helped me move mm-hmm. were busy with that. Oh, no. Including myself. I was like, I am. I Actually, I remember there's a reason I definitely couldn't make it. I had just come off of a work shift, like a work, work rotation, where like I got out at 6 a.m., slept for three hours, and then I went to volunteer appreciation. Day. Oh, my God. I was like, I am useless. Now, <laughs> to to facilitate the move, I rented the largest truck that U-Haul had available. I, I rented a 26-foot U-Haul. I haven't rented the 26-foot before. I rented the 20-foot a little while ago. And I remember that I was really disappointed because I had to make a second trip with it. Hmm. Uh, and I didn't want to do that. I really did not want to do that. I wanted to load once. And so I thought, okay, well, six extra feet, no big deal. Big extra deal, actually. Oh. Holy shit. So, like, your regular U-Hauls 
are like a Ford uh, uh, E350, like a van with a big-ass cube attached to the back. Just standard bullshit, right? Uh-huh. The 26-foot truck, it's practically a semi. Oh, boy. Like, I had, I had to I climb, responsible for driving like, that six big. feet into the cab. Uh, it had a, v, a, a V10 in it, not a V8, a V10 engine. It was the largest vehicle that I have ever driven, and I sincerely feel normal drivers, anyone who's been driving just, like, a car or a sedan all their life, or quite frankly, even people who have been driving, like, an F-150, F-250 all their life, should not be allowed to drive something that big. Without, like, further certification. Huge. It barely fit down the alley uh, behind the old place. It was awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Terrifying. Like, terrifying, huge, legitimately the awesome, like, in the in the technical sense of the word. So much so that when I got to the new place, there was no place to park it. I just sat it in the middle of the road, and anyone who came by and complained, I was like, what do you want me to do about it? Look at that thing. It's staying there until it's empty, and then it's driving away. <laughs> Yeesh. But all things considered, driving that massive, amazing, weird-ass truck makes me want to change out my car. I drive I drive a Pontiac G5, which is not a, a big car by any means. It is, in fact, a small car. I want to swap it out with a go-kart. Can I just get a street-legal go-kart? We talked about this. Just get the freaking yeah. JDM. That's the plan. There's like eight it. different people who have K-trucks in my neighborhood. And one of them is actually amazing. I want to call it Atasha, but it's not Atasha. It's not anime Atasha. It is Japanese construction. It is Japanese construction of vehicle Atasha. It is, no. it is got the paint and the decals to look like a Japanese construction no. truck as a small K truck. And I love it. I... I love that, but I'm also really glad you didn't go the other way with, I want to trade out my car, because that would have made me a little sad. I want to trade my car for the third F-10,000! Uh. So now that I've now that I've taken up half the episode time... I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get up to, Nancy? I'm glad you had a relatively safe moving, uh, and nothing else happened. That sounded like an adventure it Um, was an adventure lots of things happened this summer it was really funny because when uh when it when we were planning to start the season back up and we were like what did we do this summer and i was like oh my god what did i do this summer and i i spiraled into this really weird what did i do with the whole summer moment um a couple things i got to announce a game that i've been in and it's been two years since we actually did the recording for it, and I'm so glad I finally get to get Yay. off of that little nugget and, and announce it. So that was really, really nice. We're going to mm-hmm. have a launch party for it next What was weekend. the game again? Nine Noir Lives. Nine Noir Lives, yes. Point, it was, it's a point-and-click adventure game uh, where everyone's a cat, and you are <gasps> oh my playing God. a noir detective. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. And I play one of the few non-cats. Wow! <laughs> for some oh, reason. I, in a game of cats, <laughs> you, miscast? you find a way to not play a cat. But there was. Now that I think about it, there were some other things that you were in as well. There were some uh, wonderful, just Asperia things episodes that you were in. Yes, 
Yes, I was in Justice Beria things. If you don't play uh, the mobile game, uh, the game for it is called uh, AFK, AFK Arena. Arena. And they released a series of little short, episodic, like kind of silly humor anime episodes this summer. And I got to play a princess. A princess who cries a lot. Yes. And I was uh, I was taken aback by this. Because one, <laughs> not only is I, I don't want to talk shit about AFK Arena, but I mean, it's an AFK game. Uh, but despite that, the skits were actually really good. They were adorable. There was even an Angelo. Yes. Nancy pops into my inbox one day and is like, I voiced this thing. By the way, you're in it. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm in it? <laughs> And so I'm watching it, and this bard called Angelo shows up, and I'm just like, what? He's the world's greatest Nani? bard. The world's greatest bard. This is the best Angelo representation I've ever seen in the wild. The only other Angelo representation I've seen in the wild was Reno was dog in Final Fantasy VIII, mm-hmm. which is also really good. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. Uh, but then there's also an Angelo in one of the Dragon Quest games, and he looks like, if I remember right, he looks like Trunks from Dragon Ball, but wearing, like, Char's red Xeon onesie. Huh. That's terrifying. Yeah. I don't... Mm, no. Oh, there's also Angelo in Part 4 of JoJo, who is the worst Angelo in media. So I'm glad he <laughs> got turned into the Angelo stone. What else did let's you get up to, Nancy? Uh, I also made the very difficult transition of moving from Android to iPhone, and Heretic. I know I did this to myself. I know. I did this to myself. But I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Like, I didn't make this move in, like, a weird masochistic desire to punish myself. I did really? it because... <laughs> yes. Weird. Really. I... I did it because uh, my old phone and the Pixel 6 that I ordered were both so, like, they were heavy and awkward enough that they were actually giving me uh, hand injuries from using them. Oh, my God. Uh, the the very first knuckle, I don't even know if it counts as a knuckle, actually, uh, of, like, my pinky finger from the hand that's always holding my phone is now actually horribly swollen and, like, permanently sprained I'm gonna, because uh, the Pixel 6 was so heavy. I'm going to buy you one of those Gorilla Grip, you know, <laughs> uh, grip strength and, like, te- wrist tendon beefer uppers so that you may one day... Again, use a non-iPhone. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Good things about iPhones. Um, they are actually very premium devices. They're just like they're just nice. Everything works. Everything is very fluid and smooth. And there's actually a bunch of features on this phone that I never knew I wanted in a phone, but that's nice. Things I don't like. Uh, the notification system needs a massive overhaul. I've been spoiled by Android notification pulldowns. Those are nice. They group all of your notifications together into relevant things. Like, I'm pretty oh, active is that not Discord. a thing? I don't know yeah, anything. Not, not on the iPhone. I don't know anything about iPhones. I don't really like. I, I I I'm ignorant about it. But at the same time, I just think that generally speaking, a lot of the basic. I I just thought that a lot of the basic features are exactly that basic. I just think that they should be like. I didn't think that it was like. Uh, uh, device-specific. You know? I want to say that the uh, uh, alert or notification system 
I want to say they overhauled that for the iPhone 7 because it was even worse before that. Uh, okay, so I'm pretty active on Discord uh, on my Android phone, which, by the way, I still use. It's still on and I still carry it around with me, like it at home. It doesn't have a SIM card in it, but I still use it because for some things it's just better. But anyway, this phone, uh, this iPhone you get one notification for every single message you get in Discord. One. So if you swipe away one notification, all of the rest of the messages that same person sent you or happened in that same channel are still there and you have to swipe each and every one individually away. But on Android, it groups them up. So if you, you get one notification that you can expand with all of the messages that happened in one specific channel or from a specific person, and then if you read them all and you're like, okay, I'm good, you can swipe the whole set of notifications away. That just doesn't happen on iOS, and it drives me bonkers. It's actually forced me to be really, really selective with which apps I allow to send me notifications on iOS because there's so many of them, and it was so much less voluminous when i was on an android phone Ooh, it's it's interesting and then like you know there's all this expanded functionality that you get in android notifications so you can reply directly from the notification you can uh interact mark as red yeah you can interact with them you know in different ways but you don't get that on ios those are things i do miss um i also miss being able to put my icons anywhere i damn well please on my home screens that is one thing that i knew i would miss for sure i completely forgot that uh, iphone doesn't allow you to do that does it uh no they still don't and they haven't for That's years weird. i again <laughs> I this is not like an indictment against ios like I, I don't think it's bad obviously it's good in its own ways i just think that all of the feature the features on android that i know of i just expected them to exist on ios for some reason but i know that I know not to be the mean. case because i've been flabbergasted before where it's like what do you mean you don't have this feature this is baby feature <laughs> yeah i know totally uh i know what you mean because i don't think i realized what i expected out of the box mm -hmm. for a phone until i you know started using this one mm -hmm. every day and i was like what do you mean i can't do that well that's that's weird. What do you mean I can't do that? That's weird. Um, so the thing about my home screens, I like having wallpapers and then like arranging my icons around the yeah. wallpapers for the most you part. You want that aesthetic. Yeah, for the aesthetic, but also just like I like not blocking the detailed parts of the artwork that I like to see. Yeah. And you can't, you can't do that. It's like all your icons have to fill in from left to right, top to bottom on your home screens. And I was like, this is interesting Weird. does iphone have um the ability to switch like i don't know for the better lack of a better term like desktops like i have a screen on my no. phone that's just blank no iphone doesn't have that to my understanding yeah you don't really get to fix them like you can you can like jerry rig away to get like a blank home screen yeah but like, you know, I have, that. I basically have three screens on my phone. I have the social screen, I have my work screen, and then I just have a blank screen for looking at my wallpaper that I like. Yeah, but when you think about it, it's like, do I really need to have one blank one just so I can see my, my wallpaper? 
I mean, I don't. I just don't know if you. For I just want me, to know whether you could. that's the lock screen. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a different image on my lock screen than on my wallpaper yeah, I was now. Say. But I, I know what Jay means because, like, I like having. Uh, I have my screen. That's all my relevant shortcuts, the things that I use in the day to day. And then I have a second screen. That's the things that I don't always use, but that I always want quick access to. Like I'll have the music widget there. Uh, for the longest time, I had my uh, my a shortcut for my COVID QR code. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, I have one screen for just the couple things that I actually want, and then another for explicitly the oddball things that I don't want to go searching for. Yeah. Whereas with iPhones, you basically just get the app drawer all the time. Yeah, yeah. I miss being able to just swipe up on my home screen and just get my full app drawer. I miss that. How how do you normally open a drawer? Uh, on iOS, you swipe all the way to the right. Interesting. So you have to swipe past all of your home screens and then you get it on the it's right side. It's obviously not like you, like somebody who couldn't learn. I, 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 it's like learning a different game controller, a console controller, or like some other thing. It's learning a di- whole different but game, it's like, essentially. It's not impossible. It's just like all these things are just slightly off. I imagine it might be like learning Spanish if you're French. Something like that. <laughs> it is definitely like learning... Learning one FPS and then learning a different FPS, like it's. I at this point, like I have nothing. I don't. I don't care anymore about like Android or Apple so much. Like and what I use, I just don't want to switch because I'm too lazy to relearn it. Same. That's that's totally like my valid. number one thing. That is totally valid, and that's probably what keeps people in certain ecosystems, and that's fine. Yeah. But like. But the other thing is, I also don't have anything else that's apple so it, nothing else would integrate into the system yeah. if i just had one apple item whereas nancy you have the the work macbook yeah so i don't know yeah. if you want to integrate that into your system but that's you could. the thing is that you've also got your ipad i have an ipad and uh it turns out that ios supports several different kinds of do not disturb and you can customize it however you want and so i have a do not disturb i have um so my do not disturb i i usually turn on when I'm recording, because I, I don't want my phone sounding off, or I don't want any notifications uh, at the computer going off when I'm recording, which makes a lot of sense. But then I have one specifically for work. Work allows very specific individuals to interrupt me, and then I have a sleep mode where everything is more or less silenced, uh, not even not even uh, most people whom I would allow to contact me, except for like two people nice two people who would only ever call me at night if it was an emergency those are the two people who are allowed to call me at night but like that is not something that they had in the last version of android that i had on my old phone and that just seems really nice having that and like setting do not disturb or any of the other like dnd modes on my phone automatically does it on the ipad and automatically does it on the macbook so wow yeah yeah, it's just these little tiny seamless things. They're just nice. They don't make me like an Apple fanatic. They're just nice. I can appreciate that these things are really smooth. Very fair. I can appreciate that. Smooth. But yeah, like it's just I've had a lot of mixed feelings. Most of them are good. Some of them are like really weird niggling things that make me actually put my phone down and go back to my my Android. I know that I can't keep doing that forever, but for now, 
it works. I mostly work from home anyway, so. What you need to do is you need to get a brick, like a, a, a little house brick, <laughs> and you just need to do wrist curls with that every day until your hand is strong enough to move back to, uh, no to, man, to Gorilla grip. I think what makes me the saddest is that I literally bought a Pixel 6, I used it for 10 days, and I was just like, I wanted so much to love it. I wanted to love it. I really wanted that to just be my next phone. It was the obvious upgrade choice, and then I wouldn't have to start looking around for other opportunities or, or options, and it was just, that wasn't the one. It hurt me to use it. It didn't even like my fingerprints. Everything about it was like, this wow. is so nice and shiny, but it hurts me to use you. You are like a horrible, um, toxic relationship that I don't need, but you're shiny, and I like that's, that. That's an Damn actual it. shame. It was. Uh, I did end up giving that to my parents, though, so like not, not like a wasted purchase or anything. Just... I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I really, really wanted to love it, and I just, fair. I couldn't. I couldn't keep it. Very fair. <sighs> Ooh, other stuff. I also joined a band this summer. Are you playing an instrument, or are you a vocalist? I am a vocalist. Uh, we are Ooh. We're performing in two weeks, and we're going to be supporting a charity from Edmonton that raises and trains service dogs. Oh, my. Nice. Yeah. Lots of fun. Uh, our drummer is blind. Actually, a lot of our theme comes from him. As as a drummer myself, I honestly feel like drumming is probably one of the most accessible. I, now that I think about it, no. I was going to say it's the most accessible uh, instrument for blind people. But now that I think about it, I feel like stringed instruments like a guitar, that's completely manual. You'd be able to feel your way around really well, wouldn't you? That's most instruments. Yeah, I would say most instruments that involve like anything that's non-electric, really. You know what would? Okay, I would argue. What is the least accessible? A drum is actually maybe one of the worst ones because there's like space between you and the uh, instrument. No, you, you get if used you to hold it. a flute, you know exactly where the flute holes are. I was. Now that I think about it, though, I think xylophone <laughs> would be the least accessible instrument for a blind person. Because, like, you're standing there. You don't really have just, a point of reference. I was, like, mind Like, blown. no, in, in a drum set, <laughs> if it's your drum set, you have the point of reference of literally where you're sitting. Because from there, it's all your arm mov movements. You just, you get it. You just get it. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing Xylophone with you. I'm just hand. saying that if you have to move, if you have... So, I would argue that a xylophone is still more accessible than a drum set. Because a drum set's individual parts can move if you need to go do a gig somewhere and you've got to set it up somewhere you're going to spend way more time setting that up versus a xylophone which is all one piece in the sense that you don't have to move xylophone a part and xylophone b part away they're just on the thing it's all there again every other instrument is also pretty much manual in that the whole thing is right there <laughs> I'm pretty sure drums are actually less accessible, but so what all you're the more saying is Nancy's drummer. drummer is just exceptionally skilled. Yeah. Yes. My, my drummer the is other, one the other of the thing that I would say, I know. He's amazing. Nice. The other thing I would say is just it, it. It's like I think drums. Speaking as someone who only has like a very basic level of like rhythm keeping ability, I don't know if 
drums are a very accessible instrument. Does that make sense? Yes. So, from what I would say, if you want to learn how to get drums, the the way to learn is not to buy drums. The way to learn is to maybe buy drumsticks, but you can also just pick up a couple of straight sticks outside and then just start banging on things at home. I'm not even joking. When I was learning I... drums, the drum teacher was like straight up. It's like, don't go out and buy yourself a drum kit yet. Just grab some old pots and pans or some boxes or whatever. And uh, and just hit things. Bang on those. <laughs> Here's some drumsticks. Bang on those. Practice that way. And once you have a drum kit, awesome. Have fun. That is... I definitely don't recommend like voice actors who are starting out to go out and buy nice expensive equipment either. So I absolutely understand that recommendation. In terms yeah, of that's a good general into recommendation the drums, for sure. <laughs> it's probably one of the cheapest instruments you can get into because you can practice it and learn it with literal garbage. But beyond that, you need space for drums. They're they're big. You need acceptable neighbors for drums like if you if you get like an acoustic set of drums like what i have Mm -hmm. you legitimately do have to worry about the noise that you make like most people will shove them into into like a garage or a closet or something i i would also argue with drums like i can appreciate the talent that comes out of drums but i don't appreciate the music without the like the the music of drums without the accompaniment if it's just a drum go listen to moby dick by led zeppelin it's great. I don't disagree that it's great. I just think that if I were to listen to someone, like if I had a neighbor that practiced an instrument, drums would probably be, be way down there because I can't appreciate it as much as just something that's more melodic. Very fair. Honestly, no, you, you're fair with that. You know, uh, like electric drums It's not about the noise at that point. It's just the type mm-hmm. of noise that I'm getting. We've been practicing Pads. with electric drums, and yeah, it throws him off. He's getting used to them, but he is definitely looking forward to actual drums when we perform. Mm. Electric drums can be better since it just <laughs> sounds like you're you're banging on rubber and plastic, uh, and then you get all of the sound in your headphones. It's not but, the right type of feedback, and you're not able to control that, you know, all of the different qualities that you can control with your drum kit. The thing about electric drums... They feel bad. I think it's the same with like keyboards too, right? If you're moving to a keyboard from a piano. That makes no. sense. It'd be like, I think between a keyboard and piano, I mean, like a pianist would generally prefer piano or a keyboard, of course, but like a keyboard does offer some creature. Com- it's it's not exactly Android versus iPhone, but uh, <laughs> there's definitely some features like you could sound like a car horn <laughs> on a <the> keyboard. <laughs> Imagine being able to to just seamlessly play the entire uh, Evangelion bike horn remix mm-hmm. of exactly. Cruel Angel's Thesis without needing all the different bike horns. You could just have a keyboard do it. It's true. Or you could be Bill Bailey playing on actual bike horns. That's... That man's a treasure. <sighs> That is something I forgot about. Thank you for reminding me about that. What is what is your band's name? Uh, we are called Azabat because our drummer is blind. Blind. Ah, <laughs> I like it. 
I like it. I is love it. Is it like stylized in any way or is it just as a bat? Okay, yo. Um, as a bat. So A-Z-A-B-A-T. Uh, okay. Our band that's what I poster, our band poster borrowed the Stranger Things aesthetic. Oh. And, and it's got, get this, a service dog wearing shades and has bat wings on it. I like it's it. It's so cute. I like it. I like it's it. It's so cute. I want to see, send us a picture sometime. I will I will see if I can. I will see if I'm allowed to, I guess. I think we're keeping it on the DL until it's time to announce. Oh them. sheesh. Okay, Odafest oh. listeners, do not uh do not spread the as a bat uh propaganda. Earmuffs. Earmuffs and Shh. what's the thing? Ball get no, not ball <laughs> No <gay>. Earplugs? <laughs> not quite. What's another thing? <laughs> what else do you close mouths with? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. That'll That's be what... a topic for the next episode. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Jay, but Jay, what did you do this summer? I worked a lot. How dare you? At the new gerb. And in between that, I did normal summer things, which was kind of nice. I did. I went to the Stampede one day. Uh, it was okay, as all Stampede kind of days are now. I mm-hmm. went to the Stampede for one day as well. It was all right. It yeah? was acceptable. Yeah, there was like aqua played. Nothing crazy. No, something unacceptable was there's only one freaking barbecue stall. Not oh. acceptable. Needs oh. more barbecue. They they shrunk it down from like I don't know three and five years. Like I don't know what it is, but well, we know what to do about that. Pricing Jay. all the barbecues. I don't like it. We've got rib fest coming up next weekend. Is it next weekend? So we'll have to fix that. Okay. I went to Global Fest, also fun. Very no- felt very normal, except another food gripe. The corn tent wasn't there. No! <laughs> no corn tent. Yeah, like, you know, just heavily buttered corn on the cob. I, when there's Not no there. corn tent, I don't know what to do anymore. It feels boring when there's no corn tent. Like, you go to an event very and there's sad. no corn tent. Need more corn Need tent. More corn. There needs to be corn everywhere. I, for one, I need to feel go like to... there should be more content creators in uh, in the Global Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Speaking of that, I actually I've never been to a corn maze. I kind of want to go. I've been, been once. Been it's not fun. as it's not as aesthetic as I thought it would be because I went expecting there to still be corn on the stalks. I don't no, know why I no. expected there to still that be I don't corn. Have that ex- I don't have that expectation. I just have... So I've, I've never been to a maze maze. Mm-hmm. Being surrounded uh, by I plants have, taller than me. Yeah. I have gone to cornfields because my uncle's house was surrounded by them. And oh. uh, do not recommend. If you, are, <laughs> if you are a person who has never been through a cornfield before, uh, there's one thing that you really have to understand. Spiders are what? everywhere. In cornfields, yeah. there are but you're also oh, just so in, many spiders. You're They're in big, nature, fat in a sense. Spiders. I'm not surprised. Do, you, do nope. you know what bugs love? Nope. Bugs love fresh growing food like corn. Spiders love bugs, and corn leaves and corn stalks are so good for for spider webs. Do not go walking cool. through through cornfields. I get the it's I get so, the Halloween aesthetic now. So, yeah, do not. me too. Just don't. Oh, uh, God. Speaking of rib fest earlier, I also floated the bow because we did that last year. I don't know if we'll have time to do it this year. I don't year. know if we'll have time for river and ribs. We might have to condense it down to just ribs. 
gosh darn. Um, I will. I will appreciate it if y'all can give me give me a call while you're floating down the bow, so I can enjoy. No, we're not five floating down the bow. <laughs> we're gonna go for rib. If you if you do if you do. Fine. I, I can't I can't deal with this one okay. anyway. <laughs> Which is why I never go. We'll go on a rainy day just for Nancy. <laughs> miserable, miserable rain. <laughs> um, watch, still watch some anime. Still What'd was on watch? the binge. Uh, I watched Spy X Family. Yeah, which is very cute. I watched. Um, what's that one? It, it's like the we talked about it a few uh, previews back. Did it's, you start walking, hmm? watching Isekai Oji-san? Or, or is it something that's done already? That. I never watched that. I never said I was going to, okay. I think. I watched the one where it was the dad is secretly a manga artist. Oh! Uh, that one was Kakushigoto. Okay. Yeah, Kakushigoto. I enjoyed it. It was okay. It's it's very it, cute. It, it tried. I think it tried a little bit too hard. And the payout near the end of the um, series just wasn't that great the ending the ending felt kind of weak but uh no i was living for it i was living for it while it was running it was it was it was it was i think it, it would have been better when it, it was just running as opposed to me like going through all the episodes like and binging it but i don't really know if it would have made that much of a difference um but it was like was it fun yes was the ending weak also definitely God. yes and i think it just Again, for what the most of the content was, it just tried a little bit too hard at the end. Like, it could have had more fun, and people wouldn't have missed the weird, yeah, trying uh, to be sad it was, ending. It, the, the ending kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it was weird. Uh, I don't know if anyone cares about spoilers for it. Yeah, but what was going like, on throughout the episodes at the beginning and at the end of the episode, they would almost have like a little interview section with one of the characters where it keeps leading up to how something horrible obviously happened to uh, uh, Goto-san, the main character. Yeah. And it wasn't all that horrible. And it wasn't all that sad. But they tried really hard. And I don't know why, but it just did not tug at the heartstrings that I felt like it... Like, it either didn't lean hard enough into the sad, or it was... It, it just wasn't good and that kind of ruined the overall experience for me but the, the problem but is the that the concept is still funny a really funny show i really like the humor of it because i the the author is the same author as sayonara zetsubo sensei which i just love yeah you can also tell by the art style and uh similar the problem with his writing is it's always leaning so far into the jokes that you're always expecting something around the corner so the more the parts that are trying to be more emotional, you're like, wait a minute, where was the punchline though? Yeah, it doesn't read very well. I don't know. It was okay. I don't regret watching it. I am gonna try and make it through more of the Evangelion rebuild series, but I don't really know if I can. I don't know. I haven't Me. watched an anime again in a little bit. But I did set up my media center, so that oh, was Oh nice. yeah. Yeah, that's what why I watch more stuff. Um, on way back, sometime during the summer, surprise, there was a like deal going on for like a, a mini PC oh. that is like surprisingly a little like punchy, powerful little guy, 
and I can place my projector right on top of it. And like they're they're almost like a oh. perfect unit. Like they're about the exact same size. And they just kind of sit there on my coffee table. And I have my it's my media PC and I get to just stream everything that I want to stream. Or the other thing I've been doing is just playing a bunch of old retro games on it because I bought like a um the Nintendo Switch for their um online library, like the retro library. They've come out with an N64 Bluetooth controller and a SNES Bluetooth controller and an NES Bluetooth controller, but I don't have the NES ones because they're like the least functional out of both of those. And I hope they come out with a GameCube one, though. If you have a SNES controller, there's no reason to get the NES controllers other than nostalgia. I would also argue that you could technically say the same, that if you have a uh, GameCube controller... controller no, an N64 controller, because an N64 controller actually has more buttons True. Than, a, than a SNES controller. No, actually, it has fewer buttons, but it's also missing another uh, joystick. But anyways, like an N64 controller can technically play anything before N64, whereas a GameCube can kind of do that, but I don't think the button layout feels as good for older games. The point being is that I have a SNES one, an N64 one, and I've just been playing like old games. I would argue that the GameCube controller is the best controller that Nintendo's made so uh, far. The Pro Controller is probably uh, the I, best. I can't argue with the Switch Pro Controller. Yeah. I've never held one. So I, ca I can't actually say anything about that. But the, the N64 controller is, on one hand, very interesting to look at. On the other hand, you need a third hand you to don't properly need a third use hand. That would don't be silly. Let's be real. When it came to the N64 controller, everyone's left hand was on the Z button and the joystick. Everyone's right hand was on the well, AB <clears throat> uh, right hand and the C buttons. The big the big thing and about the N64 controller. The D pad controller. and the left button were completely unused in 99% of games, and yeah. any game that actively did use them, you hated them for it. The reason why they made the controller that way, though, was because they had to hedge their bets on whether 64-bit gaming in 3D spaces was going to be good. Yeah. Like, was going to be successful. Because if they couldn't... Like, if third-party developers or even their first-party developers couldn't make something of it, like Ocarina of Time never did well, or uh, Mario 64 didn't do well, or, like, people just weren't able to program good games in the 3D space that they had created, they could always go back to just 2D, and then that was going to feel better with the left side. That being said, they hadn't optimized like their control scheme. Yeah. In fact, Nintendo is famous for not optimizing control schemes because Always. they have the weirdest control Always. Consistently. over and over you again. Do. You uh, really do. Mm -hmm. But like, again, it's hedging the bet, but I would say that like the I've only argument I have of... against that hedging the bet argument, which is, it's probably true. I believe you know that. It's factual. <laughs> the D pad on the N64 controllers sucked. It was so stiff because it hadn't been used. No, no, no. Brand new out of the box. They sucked. I have a controller that's brand new out of the box, Angelo. Brand new out of the box freaking 20 years ago. Fine. <laughs> no, these, again, you can look this up. They're pretty much just to spec. Even the, they didn't even update like the, the mechanism that 
observes how like the every analog joystick. every part of the N64 controller felt good, except the 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 stick wore out a l- after a little while. Except the D pad was just unusually stiff, unusually stiff. I think again, it's just you have a reference, a fr- like a frame of reference with a well used joystick versus a never used D pad. No, it's because I, I don't remember think it's anything more. Than I remember that I can tell trying you, to play Donkey fine. Kong sixty four on Christmas morning and being like, "Let's use the D pad because I'm I'm a SNES gamer and an NES gamer and I like the D pad." What's this analog stick bullshit? Put that on PlayStation, and I tried using it. I don't even remember if it worked, but all I all I remember is like pressing the D pad and it feeling like most likely did not because of how stiff and hard it was to push the D pad. And so reluctantly, I went back to the analog stick and just, okay, I accept I accept Nintendo. I mean, I it was like 20 years you are ago remembering now. Goddamn. incorrectly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's been it's been sort of a I am playing retro games on my couch with original hardware bits because you don't have to do that, obviously, but it's just more fun to me to do that. And the screen is like nice. 10 feet wide. So I am playing. I'm basically doing the things that I wanted to do when I was with a 10 eight. foot wide screen. <laughs> nice. And that's but I am what only we four times older that than wide that now, so it's okay. An adult Jay is getting the true experience of eight-year-old Jay playing on, like, a 13-inch screen. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, well, that's kind of what I need to do, because I just need to blow it up and make it bigger, because I don't lean into games as heavily anymore. <laughs> My face isn't, like, three inches away from the TV screen. <laughs> God. For the best, really. Yeah. Who else true. who else cheated at Duck Hunt by playing literally an inch away from the screen? Oh, I did that. Same. I've never I, played Duck Hunt. I I didn't know you weren't supposed to until someone was like th- someone opened up the the book and was like, "Oh, Angelo, you're not supposed to be all the way up there. You're supposed to be like 6 feet back or 8 feet back from the screen." And I'm like, "What?" But then That's I can't so see anything. And then I and then I try. These were tiny. And I can't hit anything. <laughs> So I went back to playing right up at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's most of the things that I did. And then I officiated a wedding last week. Ooh, congrats. So that was fun. Uh, Can you it tell was us some especially more fun. Yeah, it was especially fun just because it was something I got to do at the very beginning of the wedding. And then I could just sit back and chill with everybody else. <laughs> everything else was way home harder but it was a great wedding super good time with friends i hope to do it again soon but we'll see it's a lot of work too you gotta prep more i have nothing else to say summer's over and i think with that we have to prep for the next episode let's just record all of our episodes right now Oh, okay. 40 episodes. Okay. Let's go. Oh, boy. 40 hours of recording. Are you guys ready? The absolute marathon. We're going to look into... We're also going to predict everything that happens in the future and pretend that all the OdaFest events have happened. (laughs) That'll be great. That sounds like horror. That sounds like a real (laughs) horror fest, so I'm just going to say goodbye. Good night. (laughs) Have a good day or week. 
Have a good week. And we'll see you next time. Be good.